0: Welcome to Dubai Real Estate Unplugged, brought to you by the team here at House & House Real Estate. I'm Luke Remington, Managing Director for the House & House Group. Today, we're going to be exploring the rise of tourism in our region, and I'm joined by Emma Campbell and Simon Baker. Hi, Emma. Hello. Tell me a bit
1: about you, Emma. Okay, so I'm Emma. I'm the Short-Term Rental Director here. So I've been in the business since 2015, doing short-term leasing. But with House & House, I've been here for four years now.
0: Fantastic. Actually, I remember we set up this license in 2019. Yeah. I think we had a, quite a few loopholes to jump through. Do you remember that, Simon? I do, vaguely. Yeah. Time goes fast. It you're having fun. <laughs> so, interesting topic with holidays. Uh, 2013, degree number four came out, which allowed uh, the Emirate of Dubai to allow people to start renting their properties as holiday homes. Emma, you've been doing it for a long time, so I'm going to start with you. You've seen it since 2015, so you've got lots of experience. What have you seen, and let's talk about the tourism side of things, how have you seen things expand and the the differences?
1: Massively. Really? I mean, definitely since I've been doing this, I've seen it grow and grow and grow. Obviously, everyone did have that freak out with covid um and it did go quiet but nevertheless um that's when we had the local market living and working here um and then since then so sort of the last year and a half it's really picked up again
0: so we're talking people just holidaying coming in for a week doing what they maybe they would have gone to costa del sol a couple of years ago but now devise the the place to go
1: yeah for sure I mean, definitely tourists at the moment, a lot of people now, obviously, they've come back, they're flying, everyone loves Dubai. Um, but, you know, on the other side of things, we've always got people living and working here, expats like ourselves, yeah. that always want somewhere with a bit more flexibility that they can come and stay. Simon, on. Yeah.
2: I think just to understand that as well, there's a lot of people who might not realise that most long-term, you know, residential contracts here, Luke, are on a 12-month basis. So yeah. It was always a bit of a shock, wasn't it, years ago, if you first moved to Dubai to discover that oh, actually, you need to pay 12 months rent in advance, possibly with a series of checks, uh, a deposit, and a you know, D DWA connection, and a do for your TV and your internet, and suddenly you're shelling out a lot of money to move into a place, and you have a 12-month commitment. The advantage with the uh, short term, on the other flip side to the holidays, is the fact that people can rent yeah. monthly. We make it very easy for people to turn up, and they can pay on their credit card. They can bring their bag, drop it off, and they've moved into a fully furnished place, which is so you've got all the bills connected, and it's got water and electricity and you know, luxuries like that. So, uh, so I think that's that's quite interesting in Dubai. The fact that the other option is is a twelve month contract, which means it's so attractive for people to rent monthly.
0: I did talk to Thomas Polson, the leasing director, about that um, and how landlords may be put off with long letting now because they have evictions they've got to sieve and they can't re-rent it so maybe short term or holidays is the answer but just looking at those two different titles is there a difference between short term and holidays same title
2: yes i think so i think one is a you know professional professional lease right one is someone who's we've got people who've been in there for anything up to 12 months so they're paying a bit more on a monthly basis but they pay it for convenience and i think that's the world we live in right people people don't want the hassle, they don't want the aggravation, they don't want the, you know, five different bills to pay every month. they prefer just to pay one to us and then they can go and stay there. Is that right, Emma? What do you think?
1: Yeah, um, well- I mean, in regards to that, definitely, they're looking for that flexibility. And it is easy, like you said, Simon, so they can literally pick their suitcase up and just check in and not have to worry about how long they're going to be in Dubai for.
0: So we're not competing against the the holidaymakers going to Costa del Sol. We are not competing against anyone. People are coming in short-term and they're doing long-term.
2: Yeah, I think in a nutshell, yeah, that's confusing, isn't it? But I think ultimately, look, there are people who are coming and renting places for a week or two's holiday. But the backbone of our business, I would say, is supported by people who are renting. Then maybe they've just moved to Dubai, and it might be their first three to six months, let's say, and yeah. they're renting monthly basis. I guess the the kind of unit would affect would also affect the kind of customer that we take. So for example, some of the smaller apartments, say a studio or one bedroom apartment, it's probably more conducive to someone younger who's coming to rent on a monthly basis, probably just moved to Dubai quite recently. They might be on a short contract. You know, if you were just coming on one, one or two year contract to Dubai, you might consider whether you'd ever bother doing a long-term lair. Mm.
0: Um,
2: so I guess that's where we've had a big rise in number of units. Um, and with the landlords, obviously very happy that they're going to get a slightly higher return. Um, and. You know, house and house holidays, looking after everything, so they don't have any aggravation. It's still a very nice passive property investment for them. Yeah,
1: okay. Yeah, but we're not competing. If it's competing in regards to short-term rentals, corporate people that are coming to stay for two, three months, mm. as opposed to holiday makers, we're not competing. We can service both of those clients for different reasons.
0: Okay, so you're not necessarily trying to convert someone from having a five star hotel stay down on the Palm Jumeirah and thinking they should be in a short-term holiday accommodation
2: it's I guess a- it's attractive for like the kind of family so for the larger units so attractive, attractive for families I think for anyone who's got young kids they'll know that staying in a hotel isn't necessarily all the luxury it's cracked up to be and I think that's attractive for people the fact that you know you can you can put your kids to bed and still have a barbecue sitting in the garden I suppose if you were in a five-star hotel it doesn't matter how nice it is you may well be sat in a room, you know, or on a very small balcony, you know, trying to keep quiet so you don't know wake your children up. Good point. 778
0: hotels was the last uh, amount of hotels I read, uh with over 140,000 rooms. Dubai's busy at the moment, and there has been a lot of events going on since post-COVID. So are we going to keep seeing this? Are we going to keep seeing this continuous attractions? We've had the World Expo, you know, going on from there. We've gone into... I don't know all these World Cup. World Cup. We've got Christmas, and we've got the uh, cooler time of year where people are coming over. So let's. Get, I've actually just got back from a two thirty a.m. flight after watching England uh, play around. One hundred and twenty shuttle flights. The airport was manic. The Al Maktoum Airport was basically football fans being ferried in and out of Qatar. Are you dealing with these football fans, Emma?
1: Not really, to be honest with okay. you. Um, I mean, I think a lot of them are probably standing in hotels as opposed to apartments. Also, we don't really like to cater for these group parties um, just because we do want our clientele to respect the properties. Not that everyone's going for a crazy one like you, Luke, but. It
2: <laughs> wasn't crazy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, you know, obviously we have some, but I definitely think it's just generally busier this time of year anyway. I mean, people are still coming here on holiday, not coming just to watch the World Cup, but coming because this is a lovely time of year to come. Um, you know, people like to spend Christmas, New Year here. So I'm pretty certain that we're going to hold strong and it's going to be very busy still next year, regardless of any sporting event that comes to Dubai. I do think it will stay very busy. Follow House and House on social media and don't miss a beat of Dubai's vibrant property market.
0: Okay, so if we look year on year, so we go back to November last year, COVID has gone, the um, rules and regulations have relaxed. Granted, we still had masks. Are we busier now than we were then?
1: I mean, last year we had Expo, didn't we, over that period? So, of course... It was very busy. I think next year. Ask me this in November next year, and I'll be able to give you a real insight into that.
2: Crystal ball, Simon. Crystal ball. I think obviously this will continue to be busy. I think as Emma said, it's it's a great time of year to visit Dubai. Dubai's had the kind of perfect storm in terms of, you know, we've handled COVID very successfully. We've cut, We've had a World Expo. We've now got a World Cup in in a neighbouring country. So everything's pushed, you know, pushed in the right direction. I think that will stay busy until until eight. April, May of 2023, I think the summer, again, you will see a lot of people traveling for the summer. So Dubai will probably be, you know, have that quiet period for July and August. Um, and then I can see it continuing. I think the reality is so many people are moving here because because Europe and uh, you know, politically, e- you know, economically are struggling. Mm. Um, Dubai is, is still all the reasons to move to Dubai are there, but they're looking even more attractive when you're comparing them to 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 where you may be uh, presently, you know. So I think Dubai has got a good run in of it. I think think it's very exciting. I think the the visionary leadership have have come out with some very, very strong targets for tourism. We were reading one a minute ago, which was 25 million tourists by 2025. I think this year they're on track to hit somewhere between 15 and 16 million tourists. So that's a huge jump. It's about another sort of 75% or something. Uh, So they've got some very ambitious targets. Um, and then um, it'd be exciting to see if they get hit their hits, but even if they get close to it, there's uh, there's, there's a lot of busy years ahead for, in store for Dubai.
0: It's a combination of things because I think the visas has had a massive impact as well, that people can come over here, they can work from here, they can go back to wherever they come from, they can basically come and go as they please. 100%. Are you seeing that, Emma, in there? Yeah,
1: I mean, some of the girls will tell me that they're receiving phone calls, you know, from people relocating. And the only reason they're coming here is because they can now work remotely. Yeah. So I definitely think that's also a big part of the business as well um is catering for them you know they want good wi-fi they want their own personal space they don't necessarily want a small hotel room like we were talking about they want an apartment with a balcony and somewhere that they can work from their laptop and you know cook themselves a bit of lunch
0: what's the strangest request you've ever had Not strong Wi-Fi. There must be something that's a bit out there. It's Dubai after all. We must have, I don't know, did you have anyone that wanted to have a helipad or something? (laughs) Yeah, there's no
2: tiger cages on balconies.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. there are some strange requests though. Okay. Do you have any big
0: properties that you let or is it usually the smaller kind of...
1: I mean, most of our portfolio is smaller apartments. Um, Generally, one bedroom, two bedroom, they do perform well for us. We have a couple of villas. um, But, yeah, I think kind of bread and butter is, is always the smaller ones because they get a good return and they're consistently occupied for us.
0: And are you seeing Simon does the selling side of things? Simon, mean, are you having requests from buyers saying that they want a short-term or long-term? I know you're a big fan of short-term and you've yeah, I think done as, this as,
2: transaction a few times yourself. As a sales team, I think definitely we are starting to push the service more. I think a lot of people, traditional investors here, mm-hmm. traditional landlords always think it's nice to get a year's rent off front. Yeah. Um, in my book, I'd much prefer to get the money monthly and get more of it, you know, and as I said earlier, sort of between 20 and 25% returns are you know, higher returns than you would get doing the long term. And actually, more recently, it's been even higher than that, hasn't it ever? So, so people have been getting some fantastic returns, and that makes it quite, quite exciting. You know, we, we sell some off-plan properties, especially ones that are finished sooner, where you're looking at getting anywhere between 8 and 10% net rental income on the top end of things, which is which is pretty exciting for, for, for many investors. Yeah, no,
0: I, I agree. For these, it's, do you feel, Emma, you speak to landlords and they're still like on the fence with short-term and holidays? Oh, you know, because like you went back to earlier, am I going to have a stag do yeah. tearing pictures off chandeliers down from the <laughs> ceiling and pictures off the walls? Do landlords... Yeah. You know, because it's not traditionally we're not competing against going to the Fairmont for a week. Whereas, you know, if I heard about Hollow Delette, I might think, Oh, someone's going to turn up on a Saturday, check out on a Saturday, cleaners is going to go in. I've got someone checking in at four o'clock, and it's not necessarily like this. A landlord's still kind of.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, you're always going to have landlords with objectives about various different things. Obviously, um, you're right, you know, they want to make sure that their property's looked after and managed and that it's the right people entering. Um, and there's objectives, you know, it's like what Simon said, you will always have a landlord that, you know, he's got a mortgage to pay for, he wants one cheque and he wants that safety. Mm. He doesn't want to, you know, be concerned at all. So you have to be in a position where... You're open to it. You pick a company like us where you're confident that, you know, we can perform um, in regards to the short-term concept. So, so yeah, I mean, we do have to just make sure that, we educate the landlord so that they fully understand the process from A to Z, exactly what they're going to get, um, and that we take responsibility to look after it and manage it properly.
0: Is there anything that a landlord would need to do after giving you the keys, other than I suppose they have to furnish it themselves?
1: I always say, no news is good news. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they should be able to give it to us, and you know, as much as we can regularly update the landlords. Generally, our landlords pick this concept because it's headache-free for them and we look after it and they just receive their money every month. They have their net income. It gets transferred and that's how they love it. Finding this information helpful? Share this episode with friends and family to help them in their property journey.
0: Tenants. a tenants a problem? Holiday letting tenants? I suppose you can vet them so much.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, there's a couple of platforms that I absolutely love. I love Airbnb for the reason where, you know, you can have a conversation with them. You know their reasons why they travel. They have a profile and they can also check us just exactly the same. Um, So there are a few favorites to make sure that we do get the right clientele. But of course, you know, at, at the same time, there's always people out there that, that we'll want to come to Dubai and, and have a good party. Yeah,
0: yeah, you can't get away from that. Simon, I want to go back to what we're touching about and kind of Dubai's vision to kind of double the population. I think I read this morning as well, the 46.3 million passengers, year-on-year increase of a, over 150%. Passengers don't necessarily stay here, but we've got a lot of people that do stay here. Yeah, a
2: can- lot of people flying through Dubai International, aren't they, on their way somewhere. Yeah, And I think it's quite interesting, I've met or certainly spoke to people who have maybe flown through Dubai International four or five or six times and never actually left the airport. So obviously a lot of those people are transiting. Yeah, I guess the idea from Emirates, you know, again, it's, it's, it's bringing a serious number of people through Dubai International and eventually some of those people will think, oh, actually, I haven't really visited Dubai. I better go, live and go and stay for a few days. So Dubai, kind of contribute to those numbers. I understand it wants to be the most visited
0: destination in the world. Has it got what it needs to offer to get that status
2: i mean i think i was um, speaking to someone about it the other day you know obviously our mac team international where you've just flown out of isn't yet another yeah. you know airport in terms of size i'm not sure if it's technically the biggest airport in the world yet but it certainly has the plans to be um, so the capability of what they're thinking about for the next 20 years is quite remarkable really they're not planning you know just two or three years down the road they've got this Six million dirham, uh, six million dirham. Sorry, six million population. I should say target that you mentioned a minute ago for 2040. Um, and they, already there are about 3.6. As they, they're going, you know, quite quickly on on that trajectory. Uh, it'd be interesting to see when they hit it. And it, you know, as and when uh, they do get to that kind of size, you know, this Almaty International will probably be the primary airport. It's quite interesting when I was at
0: Almaty International for the first time. What goes on when the world cup finishes who actually is flying from that airport it was literally a fan zone it was full of Welsh fans at the time um but there was obviously things in the pipeline to make that airport as busy as dubai international i assume
2: yeah i guess so and i i, I to be honest with you, I, i'm not completely up to speed with those with those plans obviously dubai international a good few years ago set up you know terminal three which is purely for emirates i can see that changing and moving to migrating to uh Almaty team international probably not that far into the future. Yeah. Um, but again, I just think what's quite visionary about you know UAE's leadership is that they they can think twenty or thirty years in advance. Um, certainly, if you look at politics, politics in the UK, you've got uh, parties who struggle to, to, you know, complete their four years, don't they? Especially more recently. <laughs> yeah, of course. So, um, so yeah, I, I just think that, and and being able to create a plan for the next ten or twenty or thirty years puts you in a very strong position to be able to, you know, achieve amazing things. Yeah. Okay, so we've got the World Cup. That's got another twenty or days to go. We've got Christmas. What's
0: after that, Emma? What? Where are we going after that? any concerts that are going to bring in a load of tourists or big events to my knowledge yeah
1: no big sporting events but like i said earlier i really do believe dubai is still busy without these you know i just think obviously they do bring more tourists into the country of course but even without the events i think it will stay very very busy next year
0: Okay, so what about areas? We're talking at Dubai and everyone knows Palm Jumeirah, they know Downtown, they know Dubai Marina, and we talk about the sea and sea views and balconies. What areas are you finding at the moment that people are they are they phoning or are they going on the website and saying I want this particular area?
1: Obviously the tourist areas will always still be popular, like what you said Palm Jumeirah, JBR, Downtown, Um, However, as well, because we do cater for people that relocate and expats here, um, that live and work here, I'd probably say at the moment one of the most popular places is actually Dubai Hills um i mean it really the community there um has really grown especially since the mall opened up of course um brand new buildings and again a lot of people seem to to like staying there on a monthly basis so that's got popular um i mean we do have a few in arabian ranches as well which again cater for those families that are coming across um so it's definitely i think since covid and i've always said this i do really think that it highlighted to landlords that short-term rental isn't just for tourists and holiday makers Um, you know it is for people that live and work here and as soon as they kind of got their head around that idea and they understood it they were much more open to thinking yeah you know what short-term can work on many different levels
0: yeah get that. how many have we got properties on the our portfolio at the moment
1: so around 300 at the moment
0: and if i want to book one today
1: i'm 93 percent occupied this morning when i had a little look
0: so what's wrong with those seven percent? so <laughs>
1: give you a nice studio in jamie c loop. Oh,
0: that's what? nice so the seven percent that aren't let emma are you taking you're taking literally daily inquiries on these trying to let them out for the landlords
1: yeah of course okay. yeah so um there's, there's people that would have only just checked out, and perhaps maybe we have another booking that's coming in a few days' time. We are a minimum of three nights here because, okay. do again, we try to stay away from those people that want to come for one night. I'm always like go to a hotel for one night.
0: You, why wouldn't you do one night out of interest?
1: Well, operational-wise, it's yeah. obviously there is a lot that goes into it. Yeah. But not only that, it does tend to be people, you know, that just want to come and party for the night again going back to that
0: to our competitors are they doing this are they renting to these football fans that are coming over because i think a lot of them a few that i was speaking to in the airport were here for a week or two Mm. Would you be finding that they, I know maybe House and House Holidays aren't renting to them, but are they going? I don't
1: these? think even to our competitors. Um, I think a lot of them are staying in hotels yeah. just for one night.
0: Yeah. Even if it's a week or two, I suppose, yeah. you want your breakfast made for you I and you want they, your room cleaned up after do you. yeah And
1: they want, you know, at the end of the day, we're never going to be able to compete with hotels with nine restaurants and bars and a kids club. Yeah. It's not going to happen. We're we're more for the people that do want that kind of homely feel where they can cook, where they can wash their clothes, where they can switch the telly on and relax on the sofa, you know. It's not necessarily going to... I'm always honest, it's not
0: going to appeal to everyone. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's all we have time for today. Thank you, Emma. Thank you, Simon, very much. Thank you to our listeners. We look forward to sharing more with you in future podcasts. If there are any topics you'd like to discuss, please drop us a line. Don't forget to subscribe to whatever channel you're listening on so you're notified when we drop new episodes. And you can follow us at Instagram, at House & House, Facebook and LinkedIn. And we also release a monthly newsletter with all our latest... Updates and insights. Thanks very much and speak soon.
1: Finding this information helpful? Share this episode with friends and family to help them in their property journey. To know more about us or to contact our property specialists, visit houseandhouse.com.